0: i'm going to carry the burden today the burden of telling you all that uh you're listening to rio and theo talk recovery Mm. just a couple of normal people chatting about the things that happened to us now uh I suppose I didn't really have a topic in mind outside of anger is the get shit done energy. Or I'm sorry, anger is the get shit done emotion. Mm. Um, I suppose anger is an energy as well, but but, like that's another conversation that might be a little too woo woo to begin with.
1: I I mean, I think it provides energy. (laughs) Definitely. My experience shows that anger provides energy. Well, right. And really, really, it's most problematic probably whenever I do not expend said energy you know that anger provides for me
0: yeah like like i mean i mean have you ever like rage cleaned your room
1: yeah i've absolutely rage cleaned my room and then my room's clean i have also rage sat in silence and thought about how everyone is hurting my feelings um which it the practice itself is just hurting my feelings so it's actually it's me um and that's a lot less fruitful
0: man that's like 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 that's almost an anti-practice it's like that's the dark <laughs> <Yeah>. side <laughs> like, like, it is, it's yeah. like yeah instead <laughs> of uh putting all this intention and energy into bringing yourself to a more peaceful place you're you're uh just you know going all sith lord
1: yeah falling back on the old patterns okay. the easy peasy ones that are hardwired into my system you know
0: getting ready to shoot lightning out of your fingertips like palpatine or something.
1: See even that I feel like would be an ex- an ex- expansion of energy that would be more beneficial, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's more of it's more of a sa- saving the rage for later. You, know, right. you, you Like like you put it in a tupperware container and you're just like, "Oh man, this is going to be delicious tomorrow morning."
1: Or just shooting the light, lightning inside. Like instead of going out of my fingertips, it's going down through my arms and into my chest and just yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, mass producing anxiety.
0: <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Like, 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 like what a wonderful way to look at it. So, so I suppose let's start and yeah. uh, like, like I want to uh, like, I guess I want to begin by <laughs> talking about the texture of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I would like to uh, ambush you with a few questions here based on yeah. your anger. Yeah. So if you if you feel like you don't want to answer any of these, well, you should just be angry about it and then we well, can Well, I'll
1: just say no. Quit.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh my god. You mean just clear sincere communication as a way to s- subvert the anger? That sounds like way too productive to me.
1: Probably one of the options at least, right?
0: <laughs> at least. So, yeah. So anyway, I uh I suppose I'll begin by asking mm-hmm. Where do you feel anger?
1: Ooh, I love uh, somatic body work. I love like feeling it in my body. Where is it? So I anger. I feel often, um, in like the top part of my chest, right below my neck. You know, um, and from like a super woo woo energetic standpoint I think about it being this thing that's like stuck because like for me a lot of times anger results from hurt right and so it's like it comes up from the heart the hurt does and then it gets stuck in my throat because I'm not saying it you know or I don't and this is like this is a really long answer to your question but um I think that it's that's been a part of the practice for me, right, is like, I, it gets stuck in my throat, because I don't want to unleash, you know, wrath on people, um, which I know that I'm really capable of, you know, I, there have been different parts of my life, like before recovery, and probably in recovery, some that I have absolutely uh just unleashed wrath, you know, um, and I don't want to do that anymore. But I also have had to learn how to talk about it appropriately, you know, and say the things that I need to say in a direct assertive way that does not cause harm to other people, but it's also like not harming me by leaving it right there at the bottom of my throat, you know? So I think that's the main place that I feel it is right there. Um, And then sometimes I'll carry it around in my shoulders. Interestingly, I used to genuinely feel it in, like, my biceps. Like, when I would get rage angry, I would, because, like, you know, I used to fight whenever, before recovery. um, And so I would, like, feel it tingling in my arms, like, the urge to fight. And so See, it's, it's moved around a bit.
0: Okay, I just want to get out of the way real fist. Like, I'm sorry, real, real fast. fist. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
0: where my mind was. But... Uh, so, so of course, you're allowed to answer these as long-windedly as you want, because I'm interested in how you experience it in, in all of its shades. And secondly, you kind of touched on the next like three questions I was going to ask. So it's like Solid. really it's really perfect. So, so I'm going to continue to ask you questions, but if you have to retrace anything that you just said, please feel free to do so. Okay. Um, so why is anger destructive for you? Or Why, why is it something you have to pay attention to versus say someone who doesn't have a history of addiction or mental illness and can just be angry? Is it?
1: Well, well, I would, I would start that answer by saying that anger can be destructive for anyone, um, regardless of what they have a history of mental illness or addiction. Um, and that It's arguable that anger is also important to acknowledge and learn how to appropriately use regardless of those factors as well. Um, For me in particular, it's important because of the way that I've used anger that have that has been unskillful, you know, that hasn't worked in my benefit or the benefit of others. Right. Like I said, I used to fight. Um, that was not a super productive way. You know, as much as like Fight Club had led me wrong, it was not a super productive way. Of I know. I know. It was my favorite movie for the longest time. Um, and now it's like, it's hard to watch. Um,
0: what a difficult time in human history to be born because that's such a wonderful piece of propaganda for anger yeah it's such i i i felt exactly the same way although i don't think i ever got so far as expressing in the context that you did i've only really ever been in one fight um my whole life
1: oh me and my friends would have fight nights we would i mean that's what we would do um wow have
0: we talked about how much cooler than you i am no no. right i mean reverse how much cool I think I said that correctly. Okay, yes, I did. I
1: think you're cooler by not having to resort to fight nights to learn how to manage your anger. Um, But alternatively,
0: such a (laughs) a good story, though.
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Maybe (laughs) like I look at it now, like it was. It was like this like badge of honor for a long time, right? Like I did feel like it made me a badass that like I would like stand in garage and let people punch me in the face, Um, but. I don't anymore. I think about that now, and like it makes my heart kind of hurt, you know, for that kid who thought that that was the fucking answer, um, and who would like walk around with black eyes to look cool, you know, like that's, it's not, it's not as cool as I once thought it was. But, you know, and the answering of the question, it was that's that's one way that I've used it. Um, I've also I have, I have fought angrily, you know, not from a place of just like you know, dude camaraderie. Um, And then I've also used anger to harm myself internally um, where it's been repressed and where I tell myself I shouldn't be angry or um, that anger is like a negative emotion for me. And I don't believe that anymore. Um, I don't believe that at all. I think that anger is, um, I mean, it's the get shit done emotion. It's the signal that something's not right and something needs to change um and sometimes that looks like tangible changes related to the issue and sometimes that looks like changes in the way that i perceive the world and react to the world um, so that's why it's important for me
0: That's wonderful. I um i don't know that i could have led you to better more in sync answers with my own feelings.
1: So I, appreciate <laughs> I was going to say are you going are we going to go through and you're going to answer all the questions too because
0: well, I like 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 in my mind, I was considering that uh, we talk about something slightly different. you could ask the questions next week um, it oh, okay not particularly bad way to go about it, but um,
1: that sounds fun just like interviewing each other week by week
0: I do have a, I do have lots to say on anger, but mine is um much more but like much less colorful um mm. <laughs> so I won't have I won't have very many um you know. Oh, I met this girl. Her name is Marla Singer. And then I went to an under, you know, a basement underneath a bar, and we just, you know, got our emotions out. And then, you know, I put some. I'm not going to finish the rest of that joke. It's very funny in my head. But, you know...
1: <laughs> so listen, man. I, I mine took... was not as theatrical as that either.
0: <laughs> I I took her to a diner. We had apple pie, and I treated her with respect that's Good. how the story ends
1: that better be man
0: <laughs> but uh, so so like like I suppose um that's how it presents itself in your life um and so in the past you've dealt with it through you know getting your wiggles out with the boys um <laughs> lot, you know for lack of a better term <laughs> so I love
1: that term that's a great <laughs> great phrase
0: and, and like and it doesn't anyone, mean what you
1: think it means <laughs> like,
0: it can mean whatever is you everything you can <laughs> you can think it means whatever you want like it's really up to you
1: this i is just arch.
0: Yeah, it I, how you will you know this is like loose jazz questioning we're just like making it up as we go you know it's all good so i uh i wanted to contrast that by saying how do you deal with it today versus that
1: yeah, so um
0: what does your I, practice look like?
1: You know? Yeah, absolutely. I was angry yesterday. I was very angry yesterday. Um, and, I was
0: angry right before we started this.
1: Right, yeah. Uh, so what I did was I felt angry for a bit, you know, and I talked about why I was angry um, without hurting anybody. Um, and I cried a little bit. Um, because after I got a lot of the anger out, I realized that it was hurt, um, and so scored a few out, and uh then I did something different for a while um and I think that that's kind of what my and then later I came back to it later after I had kind of done this practice of like feel it, um really feel it which is where I like feel what it actually is you know um and then it's and then I do something else to kind of like step away from it for a while and I was able to come back to it and just clarify what I need rather than uh be a dick you know because I and I think that a lot of that comes from the first two parts you know if I had not allowed myself to feel it because I do I still have this patterning in my brain that's like you shouldn't be angry you know um you shouldn't be a dick because I immediately associate being angry with being a dick right um or I'm overreacting or like there's there are all these different things that I can use to challenge just the fact that I'm angry and so my practice is just being angry for a bit you know I don't have to attach to it and I don't have to carry it for the rest of my day. And I don't have to make it shape the entire story of my life, which I've absolutely done before. Um, but instead I just was angry and then I was sad and then I was clear about what I need. That's and, wonderful. And it worked, you know, I'm not angry today. Laughed a lot about it today, actually.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. This has been it's been a great a great joy for me to have this conversation with you so I. Like, what did
1: you do today when you were angry I'm gonna ask a question
0: Ooh. what'd you do okay so um I have a slightly different practice surrounding it I am um in the very uh beginnings of of looking at my emotions f- through the lens of um sort of how can I repurpose these for better use mm. um, so I I certainly am, am one of those people that traditionally will use use anger as a as a means to get things done that are better for me than mm-hmm. expressing the anger in a way that I might actually want to express it mm-hmm. now I have a different component to my anger um, and I really feel that the root of my anger is protection mm. is is my anger is here to protect me, to keep me safe. I like that. And um, you know, to not to get too long-winded, but there's there is an entity in the Tibetan Buddhist, you know, pan pantheon of let's just call call them deities. Mm-hmm. Um, and his name is Mahakala. Mm-hmm. He is he is he's the great black one, he's a protector deity for um. Uh, the dharma and you know people in various parts of the world you know that's what they believe that's who they pray to um you know when they are uh, are looking for that sort of protection mm-hmm. um it's probably very similar to sort of like praying to saint michael um or you know i don't know if you're a big fan of the of catholicism you know
1: i know I, so little about catholicism unless it was um, on dogma i don't not...
0: <laughs> well, I mean, dogma does describe all the best parts of Catholicism, okay. in my opinion. Um, Solid. Uh, but, um... And yeah, so,
1: super familiar.
0: So, uh, Michael's an archangel, and he's generally seen with a spear, stabbing a snake. Mm. Um... Or a demon, or... Or uh, or whatever, you know. Um, and so, I would say that the the... The... The metaphor that it's trying to provoke is very similar on both sides. Um, so, I I like that deity quite a bit because it's the idea of using what arises in you for a purpose that you know that is a benefit to other people. Mm. Um, so, using your anger as a means of protecting those around you, which um, I think is a, yes. be- a beautiful way to look at it. Mm-hmm. And now, what what you may not know about this great Black one, Mahakala, the biggest, baddest motherfucker in the Pantheon. Love it. What you might not know about him is that he is a a facet of Avalokiteshvara, mm-hmm. who is the most compassionate being in the Pantheon. Mm-hmm they are both the same things expressing themselves differently at different times for different purposes. Mm, And and that's the way that I look at my anger. I don't have to, I am allowed to be angry. And when I am, I should use it for the best possible, the best possible outcomes for the people around me, which I have done Mm -hmm. in the past. Which is a story I might get you know, I might get so lucky to tell someday. And then, when the anger's gone, I'm allowed to be soft and compassionate and to care for myself after the experience and to hold hold that as if, you know a uh, a um I thank my anger a lot. Um, I do it, it's, you know, depending on your degree of acceptance of hokiness, you know, this is, this is, this is a Sean practice, but I, I imagine that my anger and I usually feel it right here in my heart.
1: Um, mm.
0: And it's just like a pillar of fire coming out of my chest and out, out up. Oh, over my face. I'm depersonalized. So like everything's a little bit confusing, but, 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 you know, that's like, like effectively I feel it here. And um I imagine that all that anger is this humongous black dog in a cage. And it's, it's made of a thousand eyes and you know a thousand teeth and it's gnawing at the bars. And I'm sitting in front of the dog and I'm thanking it for taking care of me. Thank you so much for keeping me safe. Thank you so much for doing what you can for my benefit. But right now, I'm just in my room and it's a Thursday and I don't need to be protected. So Mm. I give you permission to stop. I give you permission to turn back into that adorable little Labrador retriever and come sit on my lap and we can play together. And it's, it really comes from a place in me that is like, I need both of those things because both of those things exist in me in extreme ways. Mm. And that, The only way that i can really cause myself lasting harm is by not acknowledging either because Mm -hmm. then anger is fine for me except when it's unconscious anger can be fine you know compassion can be fine for me except when it's unconscious it's like being aware of how those things play into my life and like affect the people around me and like And whatever and um that's like that's kind of what i do it's kind of a long-term a long-term thing i'm still i'm still wearing that hat where i want to be like a a tantric buddhist enthusiast <laughs> like look you know igno- look at me senpai you know <laughs> jesus that's an internet meme you definitely don't know Mm-mm. notice me senpai <laughs> you know <laughs> please
1: <laughs> send it to me later that's fine (laughs) so i know it that was beautiful man holy shit like i I, um,
0: there i just want to say say one other thing being a man in america with a really um colorful emotional range is fucking brutal because Mm. like that like what i just described to you is like the culmination of seven years of practice to figure that out that that's like what is authentically in my experience. And I tell that to people, man, and they're just like, I've never heard a dude say that before, you know? And I mean, that perspective is just not generally, you know, it's not, it's not talked about a whole lot, especially in um, 12 step groups, um, Mm -hmm. dealing with anger in a way that is meant to deescalate and is a way that like is meant to, you know take care of others with it it's like like it's just what i do i don't know that i'm good at it it's just like i love that so much and and i can be fucking terrible at it but i can still try it because it makes me so happy to try yeah feels so authentic to what i i wish to be in five years that i can't help it so anyway i didn't mean to cut you off and i'm i'm going to uh flip this back to you here in a second um but please please finish your thought
1: i was just gonna fawn over you man it's um i'm so grateful that you're out there saying it man that you are a man out there saying it um and it was beautiful the thanking your anger and using that anger as a protection and you've talked to me about mahakala before um and i love that i love that that anger it because in a bigger framework right like I kind of described where anger, how I experience it on a personal level, but when I think of like more systemic issues or societal issues, um, that is a lot more of what it looks like. Not the practice necessarily, which I would, I I would like to start integrating that practice, Um, but I think about it as this: like I am angry for others. You know, I am angry because I want to protect others because I see an injustice or because I see some type of oppression or um, or somebody's just being hurt you know, and I want to like stomp some ass. Um, and so that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank
0: you for that. I'm glad. Um, I appreciate it. There's, I, I have about 20 more stories just like that. I'd love to share. It's just that, you know, that's particularly what I have, you know, when it's expressed at, um, I had to do a lot more research, but there's kind of like, um, two sides to, um, to most emotions, and there's kind of like a, a like a, um, like like a human side and a higher self, or let's call it like the no, like the noble aspiration of the emotion, um, mm. and it would kind of fall under that, you know, when it's used correctly is, um, hopefully, used for the protection of human life. Yeah, and um, you know, I know, I know people that do that. I grew up mm. with people that do that, and I know that there's like you know. Like I almost like coming to that conclusion, help help me get rid of a lot of like resentment that I had for people like that because because you know that the noblest version of that is them trying to use that energy within them to keep citizens safe or to keep you know the world. Um, you know, that I suppose i'm I'm very close to jumping over the cliff into a much larger conversation, so so I'll reel it back. But like, you know, when when used at its best, um, it's beautiful. And then yeah. when used at its worst, you know, it causes undue harm to the world. Um yeah. but but again, you need both, at least well, right now.
1: It's interesting to consider um because it's one thing to use that practice or that that awareness of the way that anger and compassion, the spheres overlap, you know, um, on a personal level you know, for the way that I perceive and react to the world, but I love what you said about considering how that manifests in others, you know, um, and people who I consider to be very angry, being able to think about how maybe their anger is an effort to protect or, or they're doing something that makes me angry and being able to like, see it, how it can be an effort to protect, um.
0: I, 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 oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: I just don't know. There are places, there are sticking points for me there, you know, that I I'm not there with, but I do think that it can be a valuable practice.
0: I like, I think just off the top of my dome without, you know, jump, jumping off the deep end of this conversation, I feel that most people's anger is in protection of their own ego and that's Mm. misplaced. Um, so that's just my opinion. Um, I would love I'm sure I'll have time over the next year or two to, to uh, you know, expound upon that more as I learn more. But but that's my basic understanding. Um, is that most anger that exists in the world today is in is in is in the pursuit of protection of ego.
1: I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, I think it manifests in other ways also, but I don't think that you're wrong. That that's probably the majority of the anger that we see. Hmm. or you know like day-to-day shit
0: yeah like like i don't i of course don't have any statistics on any of this because it's also all subjective but like you know i i imagine there is a slice of the pie that is in self self self-preservation of your own image of yourself
1: right right i don't think um there's probably a lot of statistics out there you know like who's studying this (laughs) Uh. no one no, maybe someone it would be an interesting thing to study it's interesting from like a sociological perspective my brain goes to like how do you study that how do you study anger as a form of protection of the ego versus anger as a form of like physical protection or right. security or something like that you know um and so that's just interesting to me
0: i i just i have to believe it's the same emotion we're both experiencing when someone gets angry and <laughs> And kicks their dog or when someone gets angry and you know takes their kid out of a bad situation you know what i mean like
1: yeah that's, I, ooh, that's
0: like it's the same emotion just expressed in a dysfunctional versus a healthy way
1: right and it's so interesting the like visceral response that i have to those two because like you said somebody kicking their dog and like i felt it like in my like shoulders and chest like oh fucking you know and then someone like angry enough to like take their kids out kid out of an unsafe situation it was just like a a heart flood of like compassion and warmth and like empowerment like yes get your baby out of there you know um so it's that's interesting and i wonder i have to wonder if there are different flavors like you you're saying that it's the same thing right um and i have to wonder if there are different flavors of anger based on where it's kind of like growing out of if that makes sense like sometimes my anger is from a place of hurt and sometimes my anger is from a place of fear and sometimes my anger is from a place of insecurity and sometimes my anger is like very clearly from a place of protection if it has nothing to do with me man and I just like know that one of my friends got hurt or like a family member got hurt um that's it tastes a little different you
0: know, um. no, for sure. And, and I'm not, I'm not an expert and it's very difficult for us to spot check each other because our experiences are unique and subjective. Yeah. But, but like the longer that I meditate and the more people that I talk to, um, the more I see that like, you know, fundamentally like, like those triggers and those, the ways that they describe it are very similar. So, so like I, op- mm-hmm. I often wonder if, you know, it's like the, um, it's like we're, we're all a McDonald's soda dispenser. And it's like the Diet Coke is always the Diet Coke, you know, versus the Sprite's always the Sprite. But sometimes you suicide them, you know what I mean? And you get like mm-hmm. mixtures of those base emotions in, mm-hmm. in particular ways where anger and compassion might blend into something. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's hard to say because, you know, most people, including myself, aren't sensitive enough to differentiate those things you know, they're not conscious enough of those systems, um, mostly because, um, modern life does not encourage us to Mm -hmm. look that deeply inside to sort of bring, bring that, that, um, understanding out, but, Mm -hmm. you know, who's to say I, I had like, another question planned for you about anger but I totally forgot about it I say we just talk about some shit now like like
1: solid let's
0: let's go back to (laughs) anger yeah
1: (laughs) yeah I know that's super interesting I'm gonna be chewing on that all week I think um where it's where it's the same what makes it different does anything make it different if you dig far enough down to where it's the same like does it like I don't know have you seen strange world the it's an animated disney movie um, it, it's fantastic <laughs> i but, was thinking
0: of cool world and my brain went uh, somewhere completely different i don't know if you remember that movie i'll 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 reel it back it was a. i,
1: I don't know that one strange but,
0: world tell me more please
1: well it, it i just think about this uh they have this plant that is there grows these like bulbs that, that are their energy source, like these fruits that are their energy source. Um, and they find out that like all of the roots, all of the root systems go down to the same like heart, the same one thing. And so I, I feel like I'm going to be chewing on that with anger. It's like, yes sometimes like my anger comes from a place of fear, but is that fear and that insecurity and that sadness and that protection do those roots all go down to the same thing i wonder Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, i I always it's just the way my brain works but i always thought of it as like fear is your response to anger or i'm sorry anger is your response to fear Um, sometimes or or something along those lines but um it's hard to it's hard to say below that though you know like 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 like, I mean, you're talking about, keep keep going, I might need more information. You know, the root of those things, like, are you talking where do emotions arise in your body, or are you talking about, like, like where do the causes of emotions arise?
1: Yeah, I guess where they arise in our, like, from what need do they arise from? From what, like, where do they arise in my psyche, I guess, um, is... I don't know that I'm articulating this well um I'm in my head I am see- I'm seeing myself with like a shovel you know and it's like the anger's all on the it's like all the soil on the top and I've like dug down and it's like oh no I see this one goes down to the hurt you know and it's like all right well I'm gonna like wedge up the hurt and what's underneath that you know um <laughs> and sometimes it all is amalgamated and it's like, oh, well, that's actually a fear that I'm going to lose something or I'm not going to get something or, and then is that ego? Is even my protection of others ego? Because I want to be a person who protects others, you know, and I don't want to be a person who does not protect others.
0: That's. And so Yeah. That's a that's a hell of a question. That's gonna lead to a <laughs> whole lot of conversation if you want to go down that road.
1: I mean, I like
0: roads. So, so the act of that, like expressing that, can be an egoless act, in my opinion.
1: Okay. Say and, more.
0: And then the act of doing it for the sake of others thinking that about you can also, you know, can be an egoic experience.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. I think that there is um, probably not, most people listening aren't going to experience the egoless version. I'm not even saying that I did. I'm just saying that was the best idea I had at the time to, to uh, use my anger. And if that's like the choice that my ego made, then that's the choice that it made in hopes that it was the best choice. Um, I don't know that um, anger can truly arise in this like visceral felt like because so so i mean what you're describing is enlightenment you know that that's your can can enlightened being be angry and the answer is absolutely um there's stories you know there's stories of that happening um it is it is
1: i mean there's the black one is that what
0: Great black one, yeah. yeah
1: the great black one, yeah.
0: Giant, fiery, compassionate, flaming. Oh, it's so cool. I gotta, yeah. I, I...
1: and oh, from so. a historical perspective, absolutely, anger has accomplished so many things for good. And I think that often those were not like, I'm sure sometimes those were egoic experiences, but I also have to consider that sometimes acting on anger out of a sense of protection is not going to make me or anyone favorable to anyone sometimes it's actually it's a risk that you're taking and sometimes it is a an act that is going to like go well against the grain and you can see that like all throughout history and so I don't know I don't know if they were doing it from an egoic place. I that's not a thing that I ever studied in history books, right?
0: A a great example that I use um and have used in the past is um Jesus. Um, you know when he mm-hmm. flipped like when he flipped the tables at yeah. the, at the church. Um I think that's like really just the best example that most people will kind of understand of like this kind of like righteous anger to to protect the congregation against the money lenders. Um, mhm. That's kind of uh, that's kind of how I think of it, you know. There's there's uh, much less clear examples with the Mahakala because because he's like you know fell fell from the face of Avalokiteshvara when she cried at the you know the misery of people you know and then like they landed Bro. on the ground and they jumped out you know and then he turned into a little, you know like 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 there's definitely some some uh, metaphor involved in that thing.
1: Um, i'm gonna be honest that feels way more relatable though like (laughs) that that my anger is like born out of the source is born from like this like just cry these tears of whatever you know tears of compassion the 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 point i was making earlier was just that the result is the same whether or not they took these actions their anger was expressed from an egoic place or not they took action to protect others, and the result was the same. Like, it it worked, you know. Um,
0: and, and I think that's why, like, I have such a hard time talking about non-duality, because there's so much of it that is unintuitive. Yeah. Um And so much of it is just confusing for the sake of confusing if you're really embedded in ego. Um mm. And like, that's, that's definitely one of those areas because, you know, like, like I run into this all the time, right? So this isn't like, you know, a new thing, but like people, you know, to this day confuse, you know, oh, like, like if you're enlightened, that means you don't care about anything or, or that you are indifferent, or that you, you know, take everything with perfect, you know, per perfect peace and everything is transmuted into joy and like you know you you know sunshine beams out the fucking top of your head or whatever and like the really you know the reality of it the best way that i've heard it described is that you're just like you are just incredibly human Mm. you are most at peace with your own humanity and it's really a relationship with yourself rather than a relationship with the things that happen to you and that there's many shades in between and it's a perpetual never-ending practice so yeah but
1: that sounds a lot more attractive than ways I've thought about like enlightenment before I mean you've seen midnight gospel yes yeah where uh the character that Duncan Trussell plays he's like ah god I'm not enlightened anymore god that was so embarrassing <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> but the way that you're describing it is like actually just being really fucking human um that it's sounds desirable to me
0: you Well, same like that yeah. that sounds desirable to me too it's it's like um you know it's not a dispassionate experience from 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 what I've heard so I'm I'm like like it seems to be an experience that offers more mm. that offers bigger and that offers um you know A wider array of things and that's far far more interesting to me than you know anything else but you know
1: always a fan of more man
0: well I mean that's (laughs) so frustrating (laughs) because I uh I am too Hmm. and I don't think that 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 I think there's a huge percentage there's a huge percentage of the population that doesn't know how good their nervous system can feel that mm. doesn't know how how wonderful their human experience can be, and how it can be not related to anything in their lives—not you know the people they know, the things they own, what they you know what they do for a living. It can just be something that's inherent within them. Mm. They don't need you know like like it like it has nothing to do with the external trappings. Um, oftentimes, you know, the first time you see it. Um, in other people is in the fruits you know the fruits mm-hmm. of their internal experience being expressed into the world but that's just you know my very i i like this we go from anger to uh, non-dual enlightenment i think we should do, do, do this more often i love talking about
1: non-duality it's so this fun. thing where we don't plan and we just get on here and be like let's see what happens
0: well, <laughs> right, right, right. You know, like, like I imagine that you know, there's, you know, there's probably someone somewhere that's alienated by, you know, by it or feels feels like it's something that's outside of their ability to reach for. But
1: yeah, um, but that's yeah, and they we'll never catch them all, you know. No, no, I just that's not the point.
0: I say we have a, like a really narrow net. And then you know, nine months from now we just start talking about wieners.
1: Um you know?
0: <laughs> wieners and Japanese cartoons. Boom.
1: <laughs> okay, but I don't know anything about Japanese cartoons, so uh, <laughs> I guess I'll just stick to the wieners.
0: No, like 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 it's fine. <laughs> I'll I'll give you an education on Japanese cartoons if you give me an education about wieners.
1: Deal. <laughs> <Thanks>.
0: <laughs> but uh
1: <laughs> that took like a weird turn. <laughs> sure did.
0: That's, that's all, it's uh friendship is magic, and sometimes magic is just awkward conversations that you have in public with the person.
1: <laughs> I love it. It's just, yeah. It's part Fantastic. of the Sean
0: package, man. I'm I'm right. always going to say ridiculous things. Me and wise speech are not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think like like I think that there's like an authenticity that's expressed through it that I'm okay with right now but Mm. man I am I am not meant to be in front of uh, in front of civilized people I am meant to be in front of my computer alone talking to someone across the country.
1: I could have a whole episode about that term, man, Civilized. Uh, by all by itself, man. Historical connotations, modern <laughs> connotations, um, the way that we, the like superiority and the supremacy around it, like <laughs> for another day.
0: Oh, I mean, <laughs> nothing creates evil faster than telling someone that they're just a little bit better than everyone. oh you're just a little better like hey 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 that guy he doesn't have a good job like you you're definitely better than him Mm -hmm. I'm gonna really internalize that and let it turn into a personality disorder Mm, delicious
1: speaking of anger um, (laughs) makes my skin crawl man like you're not wrong you're not wrong that it does it's power is what it really is you know giving yes perpetuating power dynamics but also giving people the illusion of power has been so can be so crippling um to a like especially like any kind of like community-based society which like regardless of economic functions or like economic infrastructure or political infrastructure or anything like that we are community driven beings like as human beings as the animals that we are we require community we've talked about that here before you know yeah. um and power and power dynamics does nothing but just like tear that shit to shreds and that's one of those things where like when we're talking like anger is the get shit done emotion that makes me want to fucking do something get you some know? shit done right because it's so ineffectual.
0: Well, like I, I have a story. And now, now, like we talked about very briefly that I'm never going to sort of describe other people's experiences in life in a way that would compromise their anonymity. Yeah. But I am going to talk about a bunch of the shit that happened to me Solid. in a way that does, you know, it, you know, the best job I can at not exposing who this person was. So I was in a group of, of 12 step people in recovery in air quotes at a nondescript location could have been any location in, in Oklahoma. um, And I was slightly outside of the talk circle and someone looked at me and said, Oh, Sean, don't ask him. He just does whatever he wants. But he said it in such a way that it was meant to like belittle my sobriety
1: mm-hmm.
0: and to sort of uh, create, create like otherness within me.
1: Yeah. Power dynamics.
0: And I remember right there, I was like, you know what, my dude? You're right. I do do what I want because I am a fully autonomous human being capable of my own intention and action. And, th- and that's <laughs> when I fucking knew. I was like, holy shit, this person's like looking to collect slaves. He's not, you know, well, okay, the." Why speech? That's is there is there but, another word for that? But but, but like you perhaps know, perhaps just...
1: in a similar framework, a similar state of mind, where that term is not um, irrelevant. You know, it's a similar supremacy is what you're dealing with there. You know, a belief of supremacy, even if it's power dynamics in recovery. You know, is that one way is better, and this is the elite. And then here are just, like, the poor bastards just trudging along, you know?
0: Right. And and this is the thing. Like, the person that said it, there's other contexts where he's been totally nice to me. Sure. There, There's other contexts outside of that where we get along great. It's mm-hmm. just in that context where there's a a dis, you know, there, there is some diet, some dynamic of perceived power that, that it becomes like an issue. And, it, you know, the issue at the end of the day comes down to like, you know, mildly hurt feels, which is fine. Or like, 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 it feels like it's in service of removing the, um, you know, the humanity, mm-hmm. of, you know, or. It's taking... perpetuating
1: the systems of otherness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And even that. You can, you can, you can follow. I'm getting worked up. Um, you can follow those lines where that has always, where power has done that always, whether it's come to come from like, um, prestige or class or, um, economic ability or race or culture or anything like that. Like you can, that is a studyable feature. Right. And another really important thing that you said was that there are other times where this guy was nice to you, you know, Uh, where you guys got along. fine. That is also followable. And that is perpetuating like the, what I think about, okay, going to take a breath. Mm -hmm. What I'm going to, I'm
0: going to talk after you. So please, please take all the time you need. If you want me to fill in.
1: I, I just, What I think about is that remarks like that are perpetuating systems of power dynamics that have been traced um, all throughout history and continue to work in service of power dynamics today. And also that relationship of um, insincere camaraderie also enforces those power dynamics because it tells us that we it tells anyone um who has felt that experience of being othered and being less than that I can't say anything because this dude's my friend
0: Correct. I can't
1: say anything because they've been kind to me they've helped me in some way um and it it keeps the small people small and it keeps the big people big
0: right and now as of sunday when I um, had a conversation with someone who was going through something similar um I I don't think badly at all of the person that said to said that to me at that group
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like they're they are capable of both good and bad
1: right and like the person it's the systems
0: and like I I wish them well either way and like even you know other people in Oklahoma that were difficult to me. I, I, I wish them the best. Um, you know, it's just like, you know, I'm not going to like ignore those things that happened to me. This is, you know, like, like actually what I texted you the other day, um, about, excuse me, anonymity being used for good and bad. Mm-hmm. So, so like, it's, it's wonderful because it gives people a safe place, a place of refuge to go, where they don't have to worry about the stigma associated with their addiction, or with you know the stigma associated with their mental health, or you know depending on the group you're going to, food you know problems with food, problems with sex, problems with whatever, right? But it also creates a cloak for bad behavior, you know, like like it it also it cuts both ways, you know, it creates this veil that can either provide safety or it can provide you know someone that's able to to perpetuate destructive unconscious behavior on the people of the group yeah and um you know I don't have an answer to that but I I certainly would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge it and and you know I can say these things as you know with the intention of ed of education rather than you know, the intention of like, you know, Hey, you know, I saw this real shitty thing, you know, three and a half years ago, or this, this one person is probably, you know, doing this behind the, you know, the, you know, the curtains or, you know, you know, mm-hmm. finger pointing, but just to like, be aware that, you know, I I've started talking to quite a few people outside of recovery um, who are also kind of dealing with like less aggressive problems Um So these would be like, you know, hey, I played video games in a room for 10 years and I don't know how to function in society. Mm -hmm. Um, Or I have this weird particular mental health thing and it's hard to get help for. And, you know, I'm I'm online for it, you know. And like talking to people that have relatively normal lives, um, you know, they're oblivious to these sort of things. Like people going into these systems looking for help are oblivious that, you know, there could be, danger there as well as safety
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that there's kind of a personal sovereignty that you have to protect when you go there and it's it's very difficult because there's nothing more vul- vulnerable than someone that comes into recovery you know at the beginning there especially br- when
1: the narrative is you're always wrong
0: yeah and you get kind of um you know for lack of a better term gaslit about yourself in a sense um And I mean, like, again, not, not always true. There, there's a huge huge percentage of my mind that is wrong. I think where, you know, like when I first began versus now, which there's a smaller percentage of my, of my view of reality, that's wrong. But like, you know, you are planting a very potent seed with that. And there are far more compassionate ways to deal with that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, um, I mean, my fucking heart goes out some, sometimes to people I've known that like, I'm, I don't think it was my place to like, be the person to carry that into their experience, but to see people who have become enmeshed in that sort of thinking,
1: mm-hmm. and that's
0: just their home. And uh, to see that that is not always a free place, but, yeah, but, you know, that's,
1: well, and being able to see all of that clearly is like a, um, it it's a a result of being able to acknowledge nuance, and I don't think that that's something that I I I don't think it was something I was very capable in early sobriety. You know, um, nuance was like probably not even a word that I ever used maybe I didn't know what it meant. You know, um, I was just, I think so many people come in desperate. Um, And so I just hopefully eventually they're able to bring some more awareness to that. Um, I'm, I feel lucky that I've been able to. Right. And still get to, you know, I'm sure there's more nuance and all the things that (laughs) I have to learn.
0: Well, certainly. And and like there is a, you know, these are of course stories that I'm going to tell eventually, you know, with with the intention of easing the adventure for others. Mm. Um, But like, you know, a lot of the stuff I saw in 12 step recovery was, you know, damaging to the individual in the pursuit of holding up dogma. Or, you know, people that are, you know, relinquishing their, you know, control of their lives to others in a way that is just does not serve them, not out of the bad intention of the people telling them how to live, but in the actual human fact that people have different needs and different wants and different shapes that life takes to bring them to happiness. Absolutely. And it, like, you know, it, like, there are, there is parts of that that break my fucking heart because I got to see when that goes bad for people. I got Mm -hmm. to see when it goes bad for me. I got to see when it goes bad for, you know, forget me, you know, forget other people, people that couldn't help themselves, people that couldn't defend themselves from that people that, you know, were vulnerable and needed a different type of care that didn't get it. And then you get to see them 18 months from there you know, not able to get into an apartment because they've been in this little cocoon for four or five years. And then, you know, or or they've they've relied on this certain thing that is now gone and they were not given the tools to move ahead. And just like, that's where, you know, that's where the deep, dark parts of my heart, you know, like that's where that dog gets big and angry. Yeah. And, you know, I can, I know for a fact that like, even though, Things did not go well in my life over the last couple of years that I'm going to pull out of this, or I'm going to find some, some source of happiness. I'm doing like AI art. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel creative, but I can type some writing prompts. You know what I mean? I still get to express myself. My life still goes on to some degree, Mm. but there, but there are people out there that that might not be the case right away, or, or it might, you know, their, their success was stifled. And I just wish that, you know, the answer to that wasn't like, oh, I, I guess they just couldn't fix their alcoholism. And, you know, the answer instead was, we were not able to provide them what they needed to heal. Mm-hmm. And um, I just feel, feel that, you know, anything when taken to the furthest extreme can cause harm. And uh, I've certainly seen it. And I certainly can't wait to tell those stories. Um, Like, again, not to expose, not to bring more pain to a situation that there's enough pain in, but to prevent other people that feel differently from being forced down a road that does not authentically suit them for their health and their healing and their community. So that's, uh, you know, all all the best intentions of the world, you know, in the world, there's still still bad things that are going to come from it. You know, recovery is by and large a messy experience one way or the other. Um mm-hmm. and it's really about like, you know, letting people know how many tools there are to reduce the harm in the experience, ra- you know, rather than telling people the right and the wrong way to do it. But for every there's someone out there that that thing that caused that person harm is exactly what they needed it's it's just um you know I feel there's not enough there you know there's not enough um perspective given about the different lanes that you can take out of the you know the valley of death as they say yeah it's not a black and white experience it's it you know For lack of a better term, it's a very human thing to have happen to you. Mm -hmm. And um, it should be treated on human terms, hopefully with some dignity, hopefully with a little bit of compassion, and hopefully with a little encouragement towards self-respect. But, uh, you know, geez, I feel like I've been ranting for a hot minute. That really...
1: This is just like interesting because it's one of these moments where... I was talking to a friend about this last week where, um, sometimes I become very aware that I am talking to you on a public platform, you know, um, and other times I just, I don't, and I, I just talk to you like you're my friend, you know, like we would talk on the phone, not recording, you know, um, and, I'm going to just speak to you as my friend and say, like, I heard you and I don't feel like anything was out of line. um. And also I think that you, you said something earlier about um, one day being able to tell these stories, like an effort to like, to educate or like to um, provide some like opportunity for people to connect to it, you know? And I think that even what you're doing now is doing that. Um, it. Especially for people, it you know it really it doesn't matter. Um, for people, <laughs> I think that being able to bring awareness to, um, different power dynamics, different uh, nuances around. I'm gonna god, I'm using the fuck out of that word, um, around community in general, whether that be recovery based or otherwise, being able to bring awareness to that because you can walk into any community and there there can be predators. You know, um, and bringing awareness and and just expressing that that's important, um, is just valuable, man. Um, and I said it earlier, and I'll say it again. I'm happy you're doing it.
0: Well, I'm uh, I'm doubly happy that you're doing it with me. It's much easier when you're not on your own.
1: That's so what she said.
0: <laughs> hey, hey! <I> was <laughs> it, it was more like a a val, a valuable life perspective to have or something. But super like super
1: sweet, but but
0: but I mean that's what <laughs> she, that's what she said. Joke, fucking nailed it. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I feel like I just like emotionally shot my load there. I'm kind of. You want to talk about Last of Us or like end this motherfucker?
1: <laughs> so I I have not watched Last of Us yet. Um, I didn't get a chance yesterday um, or today today was a clean like manically clean my whole house day uh, which is fantastic and my house is clean you know
0: well, then, then let me share one. Actually, I don't want to keep spoiling Last of Us. I'll wait a, like, like I'll wait for a week. I don't want to keep putting a spoiler tag on the podcast. If I'm so they lazy. haven't
1: seen it by next week, then don't worry about the spoiler. You know.
0: Yeah, I'm going to talk about it then, and by then <laughs> I will have completely forgot about it. So I guess we can't talk about Last of Us anymore. But I did really appreciate the chance to talk about non-duality. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I can't it's wait to been, do more of that.
1: It's been a good go. Today's felt very fluid and nice the Uh, shoulder I mean for all the people on Spotify you are missing the shoulder dance
0: (laughs) yeah that's right Sean's coming back alive motherfuckers everyone everyone step the fuck back I I am so so ready to step into my fucking power like you have no idea and I hope that either brings you great joy and aspiration or a good chuckle if you think that's bullshit either way here we come yeah, that's also what she said.
1: I love it. Here we come <laughs> sometimes, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just, just in case you're, you know, a single guy out there in recovery that doesn't have a whole lot of experience, um, you know, that's that's kind of the gold standard, <laughs> but but it's not, you know, it's not, uh, it's not a gold standard you hit all the time, and that's okay. It's really about connection, my friend. You. You stay strong out there, random guy in recovery. I don't know who I'm talking about. Myself, six years in the past.
1: <laughs> it it took on very like uh, late night radio vibes. Just then, wherever you are out there, I hope oh, you're yeah. doing all right. Stay strong, you know.
0: <laughs> well, for sure, I gotta remember. I got, I got, I gotta remember my dudes. The my are- dudes yeah, oh, you know, there's someone out there who's been playing video games for seven years and doesn't know what the fuck's going on, and uh, he might he might think a series of events happens in a certain way, and if it doesn't happen, it's his fault, and it's really not. It's all good, my dude. Boom, we got there. Sean Sean snuck in a little bit. See, that's why I like this because 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 what i forget is that this is our podcast this isn't the buddha's podcast this isn't dharma recovery's podcast this is ours we get to talk about whatever we want including thinly veiled sex metaphors which i love
1: i mean i would say there was no veil
0: oh Uh, really (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was there is no subtlety it was pretty outright uh, everybody knows everybody's on your page sean <laughs> it, it was pretty much just a direct statement okay
1: yes yeah you just said words
0: okay fine fine sure. fine fine <laughs> but uh yeah i think i'm i feel really good about um ending it here yeah if you're okay with that i am well then thank you so much for listening um I'm not gonna I'm not gonna force you to say you love everyone. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that um, you know if you're listening to this, I appreciate it. It means a lot to me that you would give my perspective the time of day, regardless of your opinions of it, regardless of if it's three of you or 150 or a million. I'm I'm just stoked that um, you know I have the opportunity to do this in the age of technology. You know.
1: I love you all. Thank you.
0: I'm
1: also Bye. happy to do this.
0: Well, I guess this has been episode four of Rio and Theo Talk wow. Recovery. Four. Oh, we'll see you next week, kids. <gasps>